Hello everyone, welcome back to Plotlines. I'm your host, Connor, and today I want to talk about J.R.R. Tolkien and Eucatastrophe. Eucatastrophe is a, a concept basically created, or not created, the right term would be uh, theorized, I guess, by... Um, by Tolkien, based on the Greek word for good and the Greek word for destruction, or and that has been tr- that was translated by him into you catastrophe. So good, just you is good, catastrophe is bad, or is a destructive nature. Anyways, and uh, or collapse, I guess. So the the concept in its use is that in the middle of a specifically fairy story, which I guess what we we would consider fantasy story, but also not dark fantasy. It's very much what Tolkien and and C.S. Lewis wrote in the Chronicles of Narnia, and. Uh, as well as uh, all of Tolkien's novels, whether it be The Lord of the Rings, The Silmarillion, or The Hobbit, the whole concept of eucatastrophe, Eucatastrophe for him was that the feeling of a disaster coupled together with the joys of a great victory... So it can also be feel a sense of you. The basically the characters have to lose something, and then they have to triumph in a spectacular way that both induces joy and sorrow. And the most, or at least the, or at least has. Sorrow, not necessarily in the victory, but sorrow has come from being very close to defeat, being being on the dramatic, no, uh, being on the dramatic uh, end of the scale when it comes to almost losing. This is clearly shown with Frodo, Gollum, and Sam when they have. Even even if you look at the movie, when um, Gollum has fallen into the into Mount Doom, into the flames, and has and the ring has fallen along with him, there is both a there is a relief, there is a joyous moment, but they also think they're gonna die until the eagles with Gandalf upon the greatest of the eagles coming to rescue them and it's sort it is sort of the it's basically where sorrow and joy come together because so much has been lost there a lot of frodo's humanity had been lost and his joy had been lost but now everything was return is returning to him i and um but there are still things that frodo 
cannot regain even in victory, which is which is sort of Tolkien also had the idea of not ending a story with happily ever after in a sense the because he considered it wrong or immoral to leave his audience with a sense of of a happily ever after with a with a completely complete victory that evil will never come back and Tolkien was very familiar with the understanding that hum- that evil will will rise even after even after a great defeat of evil a victory for the good a vic- basically a victory for god a victory for christ is is often eventually not undercut in the grand scale but in the in the human scale humanity will always devolve into horrible situations and i think anyone who has studied history and uh will know that and i think i will hopefully be going over that more in greater detail through history as more, as i do more episodes regarding historical events which i plan to do um so so the u catastrophe is is based on christianity and tolkien considered the greatest u catastrophe to be the resurrection the resurrection was followed up or or sorry was the follow up to the crucifixion the the torture and death of Jesus Christ and it is followed and it was followed up by the greatest victory known to man which is over death itself and the rising from the dead and bringing new life into the world the my whole understanding is that after the after the resurrection or along with the resurrection humanity was raised up to a point that ha- that uh that wouldn't equate sort of adam and eve levels of greatness because adam and eve for uh for the beginning of their lives life for however long they were in the garden prior to the fall they were they were sinless they were perfect and and uh to, and um humanity after the resurrection along with the resurrection was raised up to a much higher standard which is which specifically women are were raised up to a higher standard to a higher place in society with the with the virgin mary becoming sort of the standard the or the or the admired face of womanhood and the perfection that she in has with without any sin 
and and to be like Jesus, be like the whole point of Christianity is try to be more like Jesus. And Jesus, or the you have to do what Jesus did, which means when uh, Jesus followed the commandments, because he followed the Ten Commandments, he glorified his mother. And if we are to do what Jesus did, we should glorify his mother as well. But anyways, so so humanity was rose up, but I think we can all look around in today's society, or if you are a history nerd like myself, there are tons of moments when things collapse into murderous revolutions. And the whole concept of that leads you to understand that things are not always going to be a a consistent upswing. There's no such thing as an upswing, to be honest. I mean, or a, I mean, there's some great moments, which is what a eucatastrophe is. A eucatastrophe is a, is a surprising victory out of the, out of the clutches of defeat, reminiscent of the, of the resurrection, but it never raises you uh, it never raises humanity up enough to get away from all of the the horrible the horrible nature and Christianity believes that the last you catastrophe will be the apocalypse and with the apocalypse um people will be brought back to the people that survived, the people uh, Jesus considers his followers, will be, will be raised up to where Adam and Eve were, and even possibly beyond that, whatever that may mean. So, you catastrophe, it's, ba- so it's a reiteration is that it's, it is victory clutched or victory taken from the clutches of defeat and it must literally it must induce tears because it must be joyfully a joyful sorrow in a sense there must be there must be tragedy in a fairy tale there must be tragedy, I'd argue, in any story, in anything worth reading. There must be tragedy. Think about Joan of Arc's story. Joan of Arc basically goes from winning everything to being um, martyred, being lit on fire. And it shows that that this sort of that's or it shows that that's what makes something sort of romantic sort of martyrdom tragedy it makes victories all the sweeter and it's important to understand that 
that's why even comedy shows, the best ones, have extraordinarily sad moments, extraordinarily emotion-inducing moments, because if you're not going to emote with the story, it's not going to be a story that you're going to connect with very much at all. Humans need need sorrow to have the greatest joy. The greater sorrow, the greater the joy will be if it is conquered. Now, that doesn't mean it's always conquered, and that's one of those things. Also, Boromir, Boromir, the character of Boromir, is sort of a eucatastrophe at the end. His He tries to take the ring from Frodo... And he falls to f- falls down to his worst instincts and his uh, gr- and becomes greedy and villainous. And he realizes it after the fact. And he turns away from that, and instead dies fighting to protect the hobbits, the rest of the hobbits, Merry and Pippin, and. It's really interesting because he is that tragic hero. He is very much the uh the sort of the the human that is probably more likely for a good ending, you know, more likely to have a good ending cuz uh, I've heard people say that there's three people or three characters that represent humanity or in uh Lord of the Rings like main characters it's Gollum the corrupted Boromir the corrupted but then the repented and Faramir the tempted but persevered past his temptation into the light and never turning back. And I think it's har- it's extraordinarily hard to be a Faramir. And I think it's some Faramir is one of those characters that you should look up to, or you know those types of people. Those types of people are somebody you look up to, but are extraordinarily hard to. To get to, I think Boromir is someone that most people are more likely to get to, type of character. Falling down, trying to get back up again, and and uh, maybe, and I think at the end of the day, being Boromir and fi- figuring out what's right and wrong by the end is much more important and... And even though he died right after there, after that point, it's still a very glorious moment, in a sense. It's a very eucatastrophe. It's induce. It's very. It's very sad, but also a conquest of sorts. Not in the physical sense, but in the in the character. In the character sense, he has conquered his his problems. He's conquered what 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 it is what is so hard for most people to conquer which is which is their own 
their own hindrances, their own temptations. The society that we live in uh, has programmed us to, to believe that it is better for us to take our temptations and indulge ourselves while t- while telling people who tell suggest that we shouldn't tell them that we'll do we're going to do it because we we can just because we're going to flaunt the fact that we have the freedom to do so but really the best best uh way to be free is not to be slave a slave to your your uh, um inclinations slave to your uh your most or your most uh horrible desires but truly is to be able to control yourself if you can control yourself you have the freedom to do to do things to do anything whatever it may be you have the freedom to choose outside of your own greedy under your own greedy human uh human uh desires your your human desires if you are a slave if you are a slave to them you will destroy your life but if you withhold yourself from from your desires especially the ones that are most corrupting you will be able to rid yourself of them and free yourself to do what will make you most happy in the world and i don't know what that is because that's an answer that you and someone else will have to decide um but but that but you catastrophe in Boromir status is an interesting one. I don't know if I've heard anybody discuss the fact that Boromir is sort of a you catastrophe because it's such a minor one. Gandalf's death, or yeah, Gandalf's death against the Balrog is sort of a you uh, catastrophe. He is saving them from. There's a lot of small eucatastrophes. These are small eucatastrophes, and the big one in the uni- in the, in their in the universe is the falling of the, or is the is Gollum and the Ring go- falling into Mount Doom, but the the small ones are Gandalf taking the Balrog down and as well as dying himself. Uh, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, being separated from, uh from Frodo and Sam as well as Merry and Pippin because it it leads them on to their on to the quest that will lead them most apt leave them most apt to be able to achieve their uh, the the victory that they are looking for and eucatastrophe shows a lot that that the victories we have in real in uh you know in not just stories but in real life shows that 
we haven't had or we're always we always keep falling we always keep dropping sort of uh, on like a uh on like a um on like a graph kind of thing if you think about the world on a graph at how good we are or whatever uh the graph has spikes up where you u catastrophes are but they will never reach the great u catastrophe or they will not reach true victory until true victory comes and i don't know when that will be so and it's unclear that we will ever even meet or have a great u catastrophe that will be greater than previous than the previous the last u catastrophe it it most likely is a continuing downward spiral with 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 uh spikes that um give us the idea of victory but also make have us continually going downwards afterwards and that is the theory of u catastrophe along with tolkien's use of it there's a lot more that could be gone could be could, that i could go into but i think this is a good start for you catastrophe and i hope everyone has a great day bye